This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. We've made it to week two. Yes, it's the Eagles and the Vikings tonight to lift the lid on the second week of the NFL season to get the taste of that first weekend out of our mouths, not just for Bears fans. I finally went back and watched the Bears lost to the Packers a second time, and it was every bit as as appalling the second time through as it was when watching it live this past Sunday. No excuses for the Bears. I'm not going to make any. It was just dreadful. It was as bad as anything I would have expected from the Bears on opening day. A chance to set a tone, to to start fresh against an organization that has owned you for more than 30 years. That's where the Packers have been in this so-called rivalry it's a, it's a rivalry like the hammer and the nail have a rivalry. The nail may dislike the hammer, but he cannot say he has a rivalry with it because he never wins. And that has been the case for the Bears. They seldom have won in this series. And you'd think going into the opener in their own building, there would have been juice aplenty. That's a buzzword with this Bears team. Didn't have the juice. Uh, Not quite sure what that means or why they wouldn't have it. Certainly, the fans showed up ready for it this past Sunday against Green Bay, but that's not the case. So now it's on to Tampa, and the Bears have a chance against the Tampa team that surprised a lot of people in week one going to U.S. Bank Stadium and knocking off uh, the Vikings, uh, twenty to seventeen. Minnesota moved the football at will. Justin Jefferson had an enormous day, but uh, nonetheless, Tampa keeps the Vikings out of the end zone and posts a surprising victory in Week One. And Baker Mayfield is fronting yet another NFL team. He has uh, put a few skins on the wall. Love him or hate him. And uh, I tend to fall in the latter. I am not a Mayfieldian. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. Um, I just not not fond of how quickly he acted like he had put a ton of trophies on the mantle uh, and was calling people out who had been in positions in the Browns organization a long time before his arrival there. And uh, just put a put a put a bad taste in my mouth early in his NFL career, but much more concerned about where the Bears are going, and uh, and what they're going to do to turn this around. Because I'm among those who believed in the Bears early on to eclipse their season total of seven and a half, and man, did the expectations drop like a rock in terms of where the NFL. 
NFC North wagering has gone in just one week. The Lions now are minus 125, and the Packers have jumped up to the second favorite spot. They're at plus 250 now to win the NFC North. Minnesota, the team I chose at plus 260, just one week in now has almost doubled its uh, its payoff. It's plus 500, and the Bears have fallen from plus 425 all the way to plus 1,000, 10 to 1 for the Bears right now to win the NFC North. 40 to 1 for Justin Fields to win the league's MVP award. Man, why in the world are you not encouraging this guy to be what he is, and that is a running back and make plays by moving the chains? I understand you don't want him running out of necessity, but it, it it's kind of a necessity to utilize the best part of your team's offensive attack. Would you not say that's a necessity? I would. I would call that. Bread and butter, yes, let's go to it. Let's not be apologetic about who we are. Right now, they're a team that is growing as a passing team but is established as a running team. And I've seen enough of how how quickly the Bears, how narrow their margin is of, of error with all of their motions and their their pre-snap motion and getting guys to the center of the field with those choppy steps. Cole Komet was a case in point where I think they started that play just a little bit late. They started the motion just a little bit late, and it's too much. It's too fancy, too much misdirection, too many moving parts. Line up and run the goddamn football. You don't have to be so fancy you outthink everybody in the building. Just man up. Just get your pad level lower than the opponents and run the ball at people. Why is that so difficult? Why do you want to make it more complicated than it is? Luke Getze, adding all of those chop steps adding all of the the motion and that that motion where the quarterback's cadence has got to be boom, boom. It's got to be now. Otherwise, the play doesn't work, and you have bodies all over the place, and you have a case like you had this past Sunday where the entire offensive line is moving prematurely. <laughs> Only Lucas Patrick, the center, is in his <laughs> – it's sitting where he was, and that is with his hand on the ball. Uh, man, they've they've got to be better up, up front offensively. They have got to set a tone. What is so very stunning to me is the absence of attitude with this Bears team. Where And I know that sounds meatballish. That sounds too simple. Where's the fire and passion? I, I I know that's a tired battle cry, and it's really they're meaningless words when when they appear on a page or they dissipate into thin air and you know gone forever. Ten seconds after I say them, but geez, 
this is not a a, a regular opponent. This is an opponent that evokes deep emotion from anybody who's been in the organization for more than a week, and certainly anybody who understands the the nature of of the football rivalry that exists between the two towns, the two villages, the village of Green Bay and the big metro burg of Chicago. <laughs> you, you shouldn't have to be, you shouldn't need an adult education course on why this is important going into this past Sunday. But apparently they did. Staggeringly, unemotional start to the football season stunning they would be so flat and defensively pose no threat to Jordan Love allowed him to get very comfortable on the road and geez there it is the Bears the Bears get tripped up this is the nightmare this is this is for what people were who were wanting them this is the fear you had looking at the schedule that if you get tripped up on opening day, it could spiral quickly because that Tampa game in week two, which I didn't think prior to the outcomes of this past week, if you heard the podcast or my terrestrial show, I didn't think week two was going to be an easy one in Tampa because of the heat and players not being used to being in the humidity, which is an issue for every team that comes from the Midwest and plays in Tampa or Jacksonville or Miami in in that time of the year. Sometimes Charlotte, North Carolina, you get that kind of humidity in September. It's a disadvantage. And it was a disadvantage before Mayfield and the the Buccaneers showed up and popped Minnesota. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bears. The the Buccaneers are two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bears, and why it's critical for the Bears to get this game is because in week three they go to Arrowhead Stadium and they have the Chiefs. In case you haven't been looking at the schedule, you're playing them one game at a time, and I understand why you would because this is so tenuous. This is such a tricky month for the Bears. You start 0-3. Oh, man. Now, all of a sudden, you're not just looking at the Panthers' first-round pick next year. You're looking at your own as a top five, potentially. And that wasn't part of this. That that wasn't going to be the guy. Most of us thought this Bears team was going to jump up and make a huge improvement. My, My terrestrial radio partner, Vandy, did not. He took the under. Uh, I, I know a, a couple of people who took the under in Chicago season wins. I, I thought it was an easy play for the over based on their schedule, based on uh, how it, it's not that crazy of an upgrade in wins when you consider they were tanking last year. It was an organizational tank. They built a roster to lose last year. So, you know, those three wins are asterisked to me. They absolutely have an asterisk. So other things uh, in the NFL, I want to get to a couple of other NFL things and also invite you to join me for a special Friday uh, edition of the Danny Mac podcast. I'm going to get the chance to visit at length with the veteran voice of Tampa Bay Buccaneers football, Gene Deckerhoff, 
Gene deserves his own podcast. I didn't want to just slap him on the tail end of a podcast that is almost exclusive to the Bears as they pick up the pieces from that dreadful win, 38-20 to 20 opening day heading into week two against Tampa and a few other NFL notes. I didn't want it to get lost. I wanted to make this dude the focal point of his entire podcast. So that's what I've chosen to do. That's that's where we're going with this. As, as far as tonight uh, and the Thursday nighter, Philadelphia has been very good. The Eagles have been very good on Thursday night football. They have won seven of their last eight Thursday night games, and they have covered the spread in most of those games. If you have the balls to play them on the money line, they're minus 265 at Bet Rivers today. Uh, I thought I was doing the smart thing last Thursday night and did the money line for for the opener and took the Chiefs. Well, it was the smart thing. It was the more conservative play, but uh, it, it, it in and of itself is not insured a victory. That's uh, That doesn't come. It doesn't come with a guarantee, unfortunately. <laughs> The Vikings, by the way, have failed to cover on the road six straight first games of the season. Six straight times they've gone on the road to lose their first game of the year, their, their, their road opener, if you will, six straight. So the trends would be go ahead and play Philadelphia in this thing tonight. That would be where the trend would send you. Joe Burrow is upset about stadiums or stadia that aren't uniform. Something about slit films, which is, uh, I thought was a song by Pete Townsend, or maybe it was the who slit films. Uh, I, I think stadia stadiums definitely need to be something. The union addresses you can't do anything about it now, but if they really believe these artificial surfaces, especially the ones where you have those, uh, the little traction berries that pop up everywhere, those little rubberized pellets, those seem that that seems to be the field that's causing more of the injuries that are non-contact injuries that are are troublesome for most people. Burrow is upset about that. Uh, the Bengals will pick up the pieces of the teams that got tripped up and didn't look good in Week One. I, I trust the Bengals as much as any of them to bounce back. I, I don't have any worry that Cincinnati is going to be just fine this year. Don't worry about the Bengals. Don't feel the same way about the Bills. Uh, I, I, I think the Bills are a risky proposition for the, the same reason I didn't care for him a ton last year, and that is their quarterback is asked to do way too much. I've been saying this about Josh Allen and the Bills for six years now. He needs to do too much, and he had four turnovers the other night, three three picks and a fumble. He's carrying the ball way too much, and, uh, they, you know, the division is theirs to lose now with Zach Wilson taking the job in uh, in New York, and I am still just stunned over what happened 
in the Jets game. I, I am still, it, it's just, it's terrible when an injury of that magnitude happens right out of the chute. Just, just destroying the the hope of a fan base that has waited since, Christ, Super Bowl three to to get in a Super Bowl. I believe the Jets have only played in one AFC Championship since Namath's Jets rocked Miami for a week many many years ago before I had hair on my newts, and that was my first wagering loss. My great grandpa George took a quarter off me. He was a big Namath guy. When you're wagering, don't forget, you can get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000, 10K in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the squares icon and earn a square. I want to thank Adam Delavitt, uh, who is in charge of the Bet Rivers Podcast Network, for giving me these opportunities on a regular basis. My executive producer is Sam Michael. Thanks to everybody in the research and social media redistribution departments, guys like Alex Pastor and Troy Mocker, Randy Merkin, who books the show, and uh, everybody for making this go as, as easily as it does for me. I'm having a blast doing these. And again, don't forget, an extra podcast this week. Felt I owed you one. I was crappy. I wasn't as bad as Luke Getze was after week one. Uh, but I wasn't very good this past week in in my week one review of the Bears in Green Bay. So I feel like I owe you one. And hopefully Friday's interview with Gene Deckerhoff will scratch your broadcast itch. Find out what it's been like. The guy who has been a part of it since, my God, since John McKay was the head coach who favored his team's execution. He uh, he supports it wholeheartedly was, uh, was his line. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Dan McNeil. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.